Hey everyone, welcome back to The Visitation. I am your host, Crystal Coral. I know it's been, well, I know it has been a while since my last episode aired, but I just wanted to let you know before I continue, this is not going to be your average true crime episode, but something greater, a change, a very much needed change, to be honest. With all the cases I have covered on my podcast, there's always seemed to be a common factor. Most of the offenders that had committed the crimes on the cases that I covered had a history of being a sexual predator. You know, in the state of Texas, some of the homicides here are caused by sexual offenders, and I'm still gathering more information about that as I speak. I have a goal, and that goal of mine seems nearly impossible in today's society, but I am determined. So before I continue, you want to join me in doing the impossible? When I was starting out in my career as a criminology, my specialty was in crimes against children, human trafficking, and missing and exploited children, in addition to human behavior. When I started the visitation, I was focusing solely on unsolved homicides, with the occasional missing persons. Homicides to me were were different and challenging in a way, where I was connecting to the victims who have passed, channeling the crime scene and even the emotions of the perpetrator. However, I just didn't feel like I was doing more. To be honest, I just didn't feel satisfied. Like I was meant to do more and my spiritual team and even angels were slowly pushing me back into my old mission. The mission where I began, where I started my specialty, and that is what I'm doing now. You see, many don't really know a lot about me. So here is an insight of where I come from. My grandmother was a child bride. She married a man who was in his 20s. And when she got married, she was about, I believe, 12 or 13 years of age. At this time, she was living in Mexico. And it was oddly common for children to be married at that age. But of course, that doesn't make it right. And I believe when she moved to Texas, she was about 16 years old. Um, Of course, still married, still a child. But even in Texas, the legal age at that time was not 18. You see, my grandmother, when she was about 14, she got pregnant with twins. But she unfortunately lost them. She had an accident walking across railroad tracks um, where she was coming home from work and she had a miscarriage. You see, my grandma never finished elementary school. And can you imagine her trying to understand what was going on with her body, yet alone losing two babies in this terrible manner? It's pretty obvious my grandmother's first marriage was not the healthiest. But she went on to work and have five more children. 
When I was little, she always wanted to color with me, play tea time, and just, we would play dolls. We would have a great time. It was when she got older, her health started to decline and her attitude changed. But what she had told me before I hit, I was a preteen, so I was close to 13 and I thought I was the shit. When I was 12, I remember her telling me how proud she was of me. Because I was the exact age where she was getting ready. You know, she, she was getting ready to, to leave her family to get married. You know, it's funny because I still remember the, her wedding photo. And it was always in a closet and I was a nosy child. <laughs> I mean, I'm nosy now, but I was always nosy and looking through stuff where I know I shouldn't be looking at, but I still did it because I was a kid alone in the house and wanted to do something interesting. Q and Nancy Drew, anyone? So I remember seeing a photo of her in her wedding dress. She was very young and it's a black, and, it's like gray, black and white. And uh, her first husband's there. And my grandmother wasn't smiling. I mean, in fact, nobody was. But it was just so interesting to see her photo and how unhappy she was. I knew she she missed out on a lot. So fast forward, um, my grandmother left her unhealthy marriage, thank God, and married an absolutely amazing man. The man that I call my grandpa. The man that continues to push me forward. He is the reason why I'm here today. He's the reason why the visitation exists, to be honest. Yes, he has passed. It's uh, today marks um, two years. Uh, so he's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right now, to be the change. You see, when my grandmother passed, she passed away from health issues, and I believe it was about 13, 14. Um, but I always admired her, even from a young age where she came from. And But the strangest thing is that nobody really talked about how old she got married. I honestly didn't think it was a big deal at that time because I didn't know. It wasn't until I started talking to my friends and, you know, we would talk about our grandparents and how old they were when they got married and everybody looked at me like I was weird when I would say, oh, my grandmother got married when she was, you know, in her teens or pre-teens. It was just, it was shocking. But the thing about my grandmother, yes, she was strong, but she was the one that discovered that I had the gift of sight at a young age. Because I would tell her of all the people that I would often see around her home, outside, at school, where no one else could see them but me. And you know, over the years, I don't understand how a grown man could find a child attractive, yet alone gain permission from a child's parents to marry while everyone looked the other way. I will tell you, I have never met my, what is it, my biological grandfather or my mom's biological father um, he he's long gone now, and even now, I, I don't even have any kind of spiritual contact with him. So my grandmother's story stuck with me at a young age, and even more so now that I have my own children. 
to know that my grandmother was a child bride still continues to break my heart today. It should have never happened, but yet here I am. And we can't change the past, but we can change the future. You know, it's funny, in graduate school, I wanted to focus on serial killer's mind, but my professors and my spiritual team had other plans for me. So I <laughs> I was pulled to study the most extreme cases that I didn't even think I was strong enough to even focus on. These were the case studies that would make anybody who had a soul stomach turn. These cases were sexual predators, human trafficking, missing and exploited children. These are the hard cases that continue to stick with me to this day. Now, the cases on the visitation focuses on criminals, but a lot of these criminals were once sexual predators or have had a history of sexual violence. Yet, here they are, reoffending again and taking innocent lives without a second thought. So where is the justice? Where are the answers? And why does it still continue to be an issue in today's society? Here is an interesting fact that I'm sure you're going to find very fascinating. In the state of Texas, there are supposed to be harsh penalties for sex offenders, but in actuality, not many of them even serve their full sentence or register as a sex offender. Now, here is a perfect real example of what I mean that actually happened a few weeks ago. The new Braunfels Police Department, now, if you're unfamiliar with Texas, this is out probably 30 minutes outside of San Antonio. So the new Braunfels Police Department arrested a 58-year-old man named Mark Stephen Jamison and was charged with trafficking of persons, which is a first-degree felony. But guess what? His bond was set for $100,000, in which he paid and was released. Isn't that insane? To be honest, there should have never been a bond. So the crazy thing is, is that when his story got released into the news outlets, it even stated that the police believed that there were other victims too. Yet here he was walking scot-free. But here's, here's something that might piss you off. So then he gets arrested for a second time for the same thing. Now, his bond was set at $500,000, and he is still currently in custody for the last that I heard of. But it's not mind-blowing yet upsetting all at once. You see, this is an example that happens most of the time here in Texas. As much as the criminal justice system is supposed to be tough on sex offenders, it really isn't. In fact, did you know that in the state of Texas, indecency with a child is not considered a violent sexual offense and has a sex offender registration length of 10 years instead of a lifetime? And if I'm being honest, there shouldn't be a 10-year registry length. It should be lifetime length. As I mentioned before, I had felt a drawn to pursue an impossible act in advocating for stiffer penalties for sex offenders, human traffickers, and other sexual assault offenses. In addition, she changed the legal age of consent to 18. You see, when my grandmother moved here in Texas, 
She wasn't even 18. But no one even bothered to ask a question why she, you know, was with a grown man or had children. Nobody even said anything. So before I go on (laughs) a crazy rant, I just wanted to let you know where the visitation is heading. I am feeling very drawn to pursue and change and get justice for all these families that deserve justice and answers. Honestly, this is, it's, it's all intimidating, yet here I am. And here you are, listening and following me along this impossible yet possible journey. So we're doing something. We are finally solving the impossible together by doing the impossible. You know, it's funny. This episode is released on 11-14. Now, 11-14 is the angel number of huge change, positive change, doing the impossible. And yet, this is exactly what this is. This is definitely a huge sign. So without a doubt, it's time for change because the laws in Texas just don't make sense. Now, here is another crazy example of what I mean. We all know child exploitation material is a federal offense, yet the Texas Penal Code 43.26 states the possession of these type of materials or distributing these images of this nature of a child younger than 18 is, is literally illegal. Yet to give consent in Texas is 17. So which is it? A person is not considered a legal adult until they reach the age of 18, yet to give consent to have sex is 17. That doesn't even make sense. In short, it's time for a change, and I'm I'm ready for it. Now, the bigger question is, are you? My podcast now will be focusing on the missing and exploited children cases, the human trafficking cases, the sexual offenses cases. It's time to put these monsters away and to get all these families justice. I want you to know that if you or someone you know who has been sexually assaulted, help is available. I will be leaking these services on my podcast notes. And if you feel comfortable to share your story with me, please know that I will listen. You can do this anonymously. You can even have your caves featured on my podcast and know that I will advocate for you. You can send me an email to thevisitationpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send me a message on my Instagram page, on my TikTok, YouTube, which is all the the platform is under the name of the Visitation Podcast. Just know that I I am with you and I'm fighting for you and with you. It's funny, Texas prides itself in being, you know, a hard ass against sexual offenders, but yet they're doing nothing to stop them. It's like a revolving door. And as cliche as this sounds, together we can make a change. So thank you everyone who continue to follow along and listen and subscribing and downloading, doing what you can, sharing this podcast with your friends, anybody. Just know that I appreciate every one of y'all. Again, I am your host, Crystal Coral. Stay safe, everyone, and we will talk soon.